Okay, I guess um let me begin. Um I'm Shikha, I teach uh, middle school and IGCSE math at Velistas International School Bengaluru. And uh, welcome you all aboard. And as you all know, we have gathered here to discuss um, whether and how technology could help achieve the goals of school education. Um, we all know that goals of school education is a very vast topic and means different things to different people. We may therefore focus on limited prominent goals and uh, make an effort to find ways of achieving them. Hope we make some progress in finding some solutions. So without much delay, let me introduce the speakers of the day. Uh, we have Amit uh, Sir Arun. Sir Arun Varad Pandey um, served in the electronics branch of Indian Air Force for over 20 years, where he was involved in integrating mini computers with radar systems and a number of instructional assignments across all levels and all branches. After voluntary retirement from the Indian Air Force in 1987, he was totally involved in establishing computer departments in schools, including curriculum designing, selecting and training of the staff. He has authored more than a dozen books on computers and information technology for school children from grades 5 to 12. Published many articles on IT education in various magazines and newsletters as well. So today, let us take his expertise and understand from his vast experience. The second speaker of the day is Mrs. Poonam. Mrs. Poonam Pant um, is a mathematics graduate and a postgraduate in computer applications from Delhi University. She has an impeccable academic record and is also an NCRT National Talent Scholar. She has qualified the UGC NET exam for eligibility of lecturership. She has worked as a research engineer at the Center of Development of Telematics for three years and has taught computer science to senior school students in reputed schools for more than 20 years. She was part of the committee that formulated the computer curriculum for Army and Army Public Schools. She was also a co-author for a series of computer books titled Fundamentals of Information Technology, published by Frank Brothers under the aegis of AWES. We welcome you, Arun sir and Mrs. Poonam. To the audience, I would like to let you all know your passions are valuable to us and are most welcome. However, in order to maintain the flow, participants are requested to write their queries in the chat box. Speakers will be addressing them towards the end. Also, we shall try to answer all questions but if due to paucity of time, some questions remain unanswered, we would try to address them through email. And um, may I again request all of you to switch on your cameras, please, because the recording is happening and we would like to see your lovely faces. So without much ado, let me call Arun sir to take over now and understand what are the goals of school education? What is information technology? And what is the basis for IT? How IT can be a part of school education in more beneficial way? Over to you, sir. So you need to unmute yourself. Thank you very much, Shikha. It's okay now? Fine. Yes, sir. As you mentioned, it is a very education itself is a very vast topic. And school education is also a very vast topic. And so is technology. So what we are trying to do what i'm try, what i'll try to do is address a very limited and a focused area instead of going through the entire school education or the entire applications of technology 
to start with first of all why should technology ever be taught in schools the technology is never taught in schools because uh, it is very transient in nature it keeps on changing all the time and technology is application of some basic scientific principles to achieve human goals so the basic scientific principles physics chemistry mathematics biology etc is covered in schools but the technologies which are based on them for instance aeronautics automobiles then um, heat engines and uh, a number of them is for instance uh, shipping uh, fertilizers biotechnology these things are not a part of school curriculum at all because they keep on changing only the fundamental concepts of these technologies is covered so why then are we talking about introducing information technology in schools at all see uh, let's really examine whether it is relevant or it is not relevant whether the technology should be covered at all or it should not be covered now basically if you see information technology has grown by leaps and bounds and has advanced so fast and has changed the environment so quickly that we are all the time playing catch up the why has it happened why why has the uh, environment changed so quickly so fast there two main developments which took place in 1950s which are the basic cause for such fast changes one of them was the development of integrated circuit that was in 1958 again in 57 58 another development which took place was the launching of the sputnik by soviet union now let's see how did this affect the changing environment the development of the ic now for that to understand as to why did it uh, affect the change in the environment one will have to go back to charles babbage charles babbage who is considered as the father who is considered as the father of modern computers somewhere in 1850s so what did charles babbage do actually charles babbage thought of making a machine which will do the functions of a human being now what are the functions of a human being a human being should be able to sense from the environment remember what he has sensed analyze what he remembers and convey the results of the analysis to the environment so these are the four basic functions that a human being does and he wanted to charles babbage thought of making a machine which could do these functions now the technology available at that time in 1850s could not bring into practice whatever charles babbage conceived 
Now let's examine as to what all things are required for doing these things. So basically, how do we solve problems? How do we come to solutions of anything? That is, we make some statements, we connect the statements and build an argument. And with the help of statements and arguments, you solve any problem. So you got to have something which represents statements and connect those statements to build an argument. And as long as you can make statements, represent statements and arguments, you can solve any problem. So the statements could be a statement can be either true or false. That means it has got only two states. So any statement can be represented with the help of a switch. And these statements could be interconnected. So excuse me. I think I should throw away this. switched off. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so you have to represent statements with the help of switches. And during 50s, this only switches which were available were mechanical valves. Then later on, the switches kept on being developed. The first useful computer, which was made was an electrical computer which used electromagnetic switches to represent statements. Now the electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic uh, relays were also pretty big. So you reduced their size, it came to electronic valves, then transistors and then finally not finally, they are still improve, improvements are carrying on. In 1958, Jack Kilby from Texas Instruments, he made an integrated circuit where a number of switches could be accommodated in a very small space. So what did it mean? It meant that you can have a number of statements and then you connect, it, connect them with uh, logically by Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, could you please unmute yourself? We missed a bit what you spoke. Where was I last? Uh, you were mentioning about uh, the ICs being integrated. Um, and now we have... Yes. Yeah. So, so somewhere in 1958, uh, Jack Kilby from Texas Instruments in, in made an IC which integrated a number of switches. So micro-miniaturization of switches was possible as a result of uh, development of an IC. Also, the logic was symbolized by George Boole. The productive logic was symbolized by George Boole as a result of which you could interconnect these statements with only three operators and or and not. The net result was that we can 
we could uh, make arguments to solve any problem and represent them represent them with the help of a machine the machine could solve any problem as long as you feed them with the problem and the solutions the machine could do it so the stored program digital electronic computer what we are talking about is a stored program digital electronic computer they became household machines they were available uh, i mean people at home could uh, people could have them at home in schools colleges etc these machines could be used and these machines then were able to uh, what actually it did was they, it rendered certain skills which required for survival redundant for instance the skill which was required skills required for gathering information became redundant gathering and storing information became redundant also the skill required for solving a problem became redundant so as a, as a result of this micro miniaturization of these machines the skills required for gathering information and skills required for solving a problem they became redundant now what were the, was was any new skill required these two skills became redundant did it, did it give rise to the development of some new skill yes a new skill which which became uh, pertinent which became important was the ability to identify a problem that you want to solve see all information is available all solutions are available but you have to decide as to what problem you want to solve so that became that itself became a skill to identify the problem that you want to solve and now the children at this stage children in school have also to be introduced to identify the problem that they want to solve so that becomes that becomes a major goal of school education to identify the problem that they want to solve then and see almost all schools they prepare the children for the basic 3 rs then prepare them for admission in a college and some social behavior this is what every school prepares the children for but what now what is required now is that they should be able to identify the problem that they want to solve and work out ways and means or find out the resources for solving that problem now if they can do that and if they have to identify the problem that they want to solve we really cannot nobody can tell them they have to think for themselves as to what is the problem they want to solve so introspection and the 
gathering of resources to solve the problem taking decisions for themselves these become important skills and what we intend doing is uh, what what we are suggesting is that at least in class 6 7 and 8 please allow the children to think for themselves at least for some time otherwise they are all the time under instruction and they have got absolutely no time to think for themselves so at least provide some avenue or some scope for the children to think for themselves and identify the problems that they want to solve and allow them to solve the problems and if they require some assistance give the assistance so that is what we want to focus in the middle school 6 7 and 8 why 6 7 and 8 because at that stage the children are uh, grown up enough to understand and they do not have the board exam pressure at this stage because no matter how much you try uh, that pressure is going to remain and it will take some time for the priorities to change so at least to start with let us focus on class 6 7 and 8 and try to introduce some kind of a uh, uh, try to encourage the children to think and find out identify their problems and find out solutions for the problems themselves now i think i have covered the first part and maybe uh, i'll hand over to the moderator shikha yeah thank you sir uh, you are absolutely right yeah yeah good yes thanks now so we should focus more on the fundamentals of it at this stage i guess right um okay as sir mentioned that machines to be used by humans to perform tasks so it means machines and humans need to communicate in order to solve problems digitally so how does a computer solve problems what is the importance of an algorithm or pseudo code uh, let me call mrs poonam who will be talking about the software concepts and how the identified problems by the students can be solved using these machines over to you ma'am thank you shikha uh, i hope i am audible okay yeah uh, fine So uh, Arun sir had just told you about the contributions of Charles Babbage. Now, when Charles Babbage had developed plans for his machine uh, that he called the analytical engine, he envisioned the engine as only performing arithmetic operations on the basis of some instructions. It was only his good friend and great mathematician, Lady Ada Lovelace, who was the first person to realize. that a machine like the analytical engine could do something way more complicated than just one thing and it could have abilities beyond just number crunching now a machine that could manipulate numbers see could be made to manipulate any data that could be represented by numbers 
and therefore it could be used to compose music display graphics and so on now when she translated a french paper about the analytical engine into english in her own annotations she gave a way for the engine to calculate bernoulli numbers in very precise steps now this was a precursor to the current day program and so we remember her as the first programmer now you see ada was a true visionary because she was the first to realize that software had the power to add versatility to computers the power to make them general purpose just by varying the instructions that were fetched to the computer we could make it solve a variety of different problems for us and that is the way we know computers today isn't it as machines that solve problems for us now to understand how computers solve problems let us first look at what problem solving really involves so let me explain using a real life situation i noticed during tea time that my family does not seem satisfied with a plain cup of tea i realize they also want cake with their tea i detected a problem absence of cake so identification of the problem as varad pandey sir had also said is the first step in problem solving we should first be able to realize what the problem is the fact that the problem exists only then can we solve the problem now step 2 is to analyze the problem now to bake my cake what ingredients do i require that is what are the inputs what do i want my final cake to be like soft spongy that is what is the output and finally what steps will be required to translate the inputs in my case the ingredients into the output in my case the cake now this brings us to step 3 perhaps the most important step in problem solving developing an algorithm i now need to spell out the exact sequence of steps that have to be followed that is uh, grease the container dust it with flour uh, sieve one cup of flour with one te- teaspoon of baking soda and so on and so forth because only when i know these steps clearly will i be able to execute the algorithm that is bake my cake and last but not the least i must check if the solution meets all requirements is my cake tasty and rework on my algorithm if it isn't now what what if i do not wish to bake the cake myself but i want my daughter to bake it for me then i must give her the ingredients the inputs spell out the step by step procedure and then hope that she does a good job can you imagine what would happen if i do not give her the correct steps to follow or the correct order of steps imagine if she pours the cake batter in a container that has not been greased and dusted imagine if she bakes at 250 degrees centigrade instead of 180 degrees disaster now we want computers also to solve problems for us so we must do the same here we must provide inputs to the computer and also must step out this uh, must uh, spell out the steps that have to be performed that is the algorithm for the computer and here we need to be even more precise and accurate than i was for my daughter as the computer would very strictly follow my instructions if the algorithm is wrong disaster to summarize computers are able to solve our problems only when we give them the correct inputs and also the correct algorithm 
Now, this was a small example. We have umpteenth examples of incorrect algorithms leading to much bigger disasters than just a burnt cake, like the explosion of the Ariane 5 simply due to a design error in software. Therefore, it is imperative that we teach our students to appreciate the importance of a good algorithm. Not just because we would be able to instruct computers better, but also because algorithms are all around us. We must impress upon them the need for accuracy and correctness of an algorithm. We must teach them that there can be more than one approach to solving a problem. And hence, we can have more than one algorithm for a particular problem and one can always be better than another. We must also teach them the importance of testing the algorithm before execution because we don't want any disasters, do we? But wait, can the computer really understand an algorithm? Don't I need to write code? Now, when I shared the recipe for baking a cake with my daughter, I wrote it out in English because that was a language she understood. Similarly, when I have to share instructions with a computer, I also need a language to communicate. The computer understands only the binary language, the language of zeros and ones. So if I give instructions to the computer in the binary or the machine language, the computer will be able to follow my instructions. But most of us use programming languages like C, C++, Java or Python. Why don't we use machine language? And how can the computer even understand instructions that have been written in Python if it knows only binary? Are there any helper programs for doing the translation? What are these called? In fact, why are there so many programming languages? Earlier, there used to be Fortran, Algol, COBOL, and now we have uh, Java, Python, C Sharp, and even newer ones like Groovy, Go, Swift. The list seems to be endless. Now, if the reason for using these programming languages and not binary is that these are English-like in nature and therefore easy to use. Why not use English itself as a programming language? We must encourage our students to come up with questions such as these and help them in seeking out the answers. Now, let me state this again. We must teach our learners the art of designing algorithms in their formative years. It is much more important than the art of coding. Logic is always more important than syntax. A good algorithm may or may not be converted to good code, but a bad algorithm will produce nothing but bad code. They will need to use algorithms. They will be surrounded by algorithms throughout their life. While programming languages are transient, they will keep coming and going. We all assembled here are conversant with the English language. No, we know the language syntax. But how many of us can write a good story? Similarly, a coder is conversant with the programming language syntax. But can he write good code? Only if he can think of a good algorithm. So, why not empower our learners to weave beautiful stories in software? Well, thank you. And I think I will hand back the control to Shika. Uh, thank you, Ms. Poonam. Um, I think you rightly said uh, that set of instructions which we call software has the capability to perform beyond the capabilities of a machine. And I think it is very important to set the precise algorithm. 
and um, as you mentioned algorithm in basic english would be much much easier for our learners than writing a code in computer languages which they will eventually learn um, if they want to pursue uh, further so i right. guess it more makes um i heard something um if you have any question you can uh, put it in the chat box and i guess uh, it makes more sense now how learners will take this forward to solve problems around them understanding hardware writing an algorithm and solve problems through machines but computing and solving problem would be meaningless um i think if not shared with people as you mentioned like uh, you have shared uh, the algorithm to bake a cake with your daughter similarly when uh, internet came into our lives it was revolutionary and today we can't even think a day without internet so learners need to know how machines interact with each other as well uh so can i call mr arun again and uh, to talk to talk more about communication or communicating among machines so thank you very much shiga but before i come to communication i just want to uh, stress upon as to why uh, i mean to start with i said why should any technology be taught at all and i sort of uh, dismissed the uh, introduction of technology or teaching of technology in schools but i made an exception with information technology so uh, a little bit more about it uh, so for instance uh, punam mentioned about the machines understanding only binary language right so you see actually this particular subject can widen the horizon of the people and make them uh, make the children question and sort of uh, clarify their uh, misconceptions or understanding so that this doesn't remain a mystery anymore for instance these machines understand binary only so why don't we use binary all along why the hell should we use decimal what is wrong with it then why for everything that we do there has been a solid reason behind it why do 60 seconds make a minute why do 60 minutes make an hour is this binary a 24 hours making a day 12 in a dozen 360 degrees in a circle why so i i think we must ensure that the children start asking these type of questions now if they start asking these type of questions then only you are really trying to analyze things around you and you are preparing yourself to meet all kinds of eventualities so that you so that they prepare for the unforeseen and whatever they come across in future they are able to reason out and tackle it so for that kind of a development this 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 subject really can uh, can contribute a lot so 
then I come to okay. Now, now I'll address whatever Shika told me to address. That is, you see, you can solve problems, you can come to solutions, etc. But it's useless unless they are shared. So for sharing of information, the second aspect that is the second development that I mentioned in the 1950s, the launching of the Sputnik or an artificial uh, satellite in 1958, that has removed the barrier in communication caused by the curvature of the earth. The earth is round and that was a very big barrier in communicating across the world. So, how did the Sputnik solve this problem? See, by and large for uh, transporting information, like for transporting ourselves, we use some vehicles. For transporting information, we use electromagnetic waves. The electromagnetic waves propagate in a particular manner. So, you have to, whatever information you want to transfer from A place to B, you make it ride on electromagnetic waves. When it reaches the destination, you get rid of the electromagnetic wave. So, the electromagnetic waves are the carrier for all kinds of information. Now, how do they travel? How do they how, how do they propagate? So the low and medium frequencies pro propagate along the surface of the earth. The high frequencies are reflected from the ionosphere. The very high frequencies follow a line of sight path. So you can communicate between two points which are not very far away so that and within the range of the electromagnetic waves, low frequencies and medium frequencies traveling. The high frequencies you can use for communicating between two places, but in between remains a gray area again because the waves reflected from ionosphere will land at a particular place, will be reflected at a particular place and not all over the place. The very high frequencies, they will enable you to communicate with anything that you can see. It may be the moon, but you cannot communicate between say Bangalore and Delhi because the curvature of the earth. So, how the Sputnik, launching of the Sputnik or making an artificial satellite, putting it into space, if you have three geostationary satellites, you can cover the entire Earth. And the electromagnetic waves travel with the speed of light. So, instantaneous communication across the globe is possible with the help of artificial satellites. So, two developments, that is one is the development of the integrated circuit and the ability to launch satellites in space, artificial satellites in space. These two things, they have 
converted the whole globe or whole universe into a microcosm and what we are living in now is in a microcosm and some people call it the digital world now digital world why do they call it the digital world <clears throat> because everything is digitized and why is it digitized you see you got to know this as to why is it digitized and what is the it if it were not if it were not digitized then what would be the problem so these are all mysteries uh, which are spoken of left right and center but very few understand the meaning of these so i think the children these days or must understand whatever they are talking about and they should be able to think for themselves identify their problems and come out with uh, solutions and solve problems for themselves and that is what we want to encourage especially in the middle school and maybe uh, we can devise our own ways and means to do uh, to to if if we are convinced you can probably find out ways and means of achieving this i think for the time being it's okay i go back to shika for further directions from her uh, yes sir uh, you rightly explained uh, the fundamentals of communication i agree it is very important aspect which is required for our learners to understand they need to be good at computation and communication both and they should understand what they are learning uh, they should know the basic behind it and um, as you mentioned uh, why questions are so very important for our learners uh, as children should identify the problems around them they should ask why it is happening and uh, how to find out uh, why that uh, particular thing happened so they should be able to list out the steps of solving them and find solutions everything on their own i think uh, that would make them real problem solvers and um, they are already exposed so much um, to the information nowadays um, which should be channelized in proper manner So let me ask Mrs. Poonam, uh, how we can implement these projects um, in our digital literacy classrooms? Over to you, ma'am. Okay, thank you, Shikha. Uh, see, sir has rightly been uh, saying that we are living in a world which is constantly evolving, and the only thing that we know about our future is that it is very uncertain. So, as educators, we have a very tough job, you know. we have to teach our learners to solve problems the likes of which we have never seen using technologies that have not yet been created for jobs that do not yet exist right and that is why we want to give them an early exposure to problem solving the best option before us is to teach them critical thinking and problem solving because this is what is going to help them adapt and survive in this uh uncertainty right so what we are proposing is a very small step in this direction the projects that the young learners will take on will be a medium for them to learn the tools of research analysis decision making and even communication right so how to go about it in schools as sir said you simply ask the 
learners to identify a problem that they wish to solve and then solve it and take my word it is not really difficult see i was recently taking an online course from cambridge and they asked me at the end of the course to develop a small project that would solve the problem for me or the world right now so i thought a little about it now since most of my savings were in fixed deposit deposits see i belong to the old world right and deposit rates had reached an all time low during covid times and now they were increasing so i needed to rethink my investments and i was had been thinking about this since some time should i break my existing fds at a lower interest rate and make new ones at a higher rate because breaking a fdc not only means that you will get a lower interest which is applicable for the now shorter duration but it will also involve a penalty so it's not simple math right so i therefore did what i created a financial assistant a program that could analyze all my fixed deposits and it could advise me the best uh, course of action to take and uh, for the first time i really felt proud that i could program because i had managed to solve a problem for myself i have mostly taught senior school students where project work is something which is confined to the subject curriculum still i have my it has been my experience that when the children are allowed to select a project of their choice they feel that they are active participants and they always learn better and the sky is the limit as far as their ideas are concerned you know i had students develop speed flying uh, games shortest path uh, finding algorithms music playing apps computer control lights and uh, the list is endless in fact i distinctly remember a bright kid who was not really putting in much effort in my subject right who cheekily asked me if his project could be on a drinks bar i said why not and not only did he learn all the programming that was necessary for completing his project but i got another 90% on my rolls so i think see children are very bright and they have a lot of ideas the only thing that the teacher must actually do is just to get her students excited and inspired to carry out these projects and i think the rest is going to take its course so uh, i mean that is what i sincerely believe right ma'am uh, so here uh, students would be choosing their own problems and the roles of teachers uh, is limited i feel <laughs> so um arun sir how um, are we going to define some learning objectives or creating rubrics for this project or it's just to be um, on their own pace and they'll be doing uh, on their own how students would be taking up these projects yeah yeah a little little more on uh, what should be done on the project etc you see uh, one has to realize that the only way you enjoy life is engaging yourself in activities which you enjoy now the problem is that most of us don't even know as to which are the activities which we enjoy or what are our skills so in fact it will be worthwhile uh, stressing upon or allowing the children to identify their skills or their interests now if you allow them 
to identify what are their interests and identify their skills and which are the problems that they would like to solve probably if they can do that half the battle is won and unfortunately what happens is we don't allow them to do this so you could probably use these classes just maybe two periods in a week which are devoted to information technology to give them the basic fundamental concepts of information technology and also allow them to to identify their skills and take steps to enhance or um, gain some proficiency in the skills which they enjoy and i'm sure by 6 7 8 years if they do that they'll be able to decide as to what should they do in future in life and decide for themselves and take decisions on their own and stand by their decisions yes now what was the question you asked sorry yes <laughs> the question was like uh, should we um... define like is it important for us to define some kind of learning objectives or create rubrics uh when the children are doing these projects or it's like uh, we are allowing them to do these projects on their own pace no actually we do not want to put blinders in any way okay let them do what they want mm-hmm. let them let them achieve what they want to achieve and if we can give all kinds of help to achieve them uh, to help them in achieving what they want to achieve mm-hmm. and need not compare one's performance with another at all because everyone is doing something independent in his own way so challenging oneself should be the focus and not competing with somebody else right right sir so may i request you to switch on your video Oh, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so it's on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't switch on the video. Sometimes I don't switch on the mic. <laughs> no, so anyway. Uh, anyway, I think uh, most of what we wanted to convey has been conveyed in a short while. Uh, so we have a question. We have some questions from the viewers. Yes, yes. Actually, we would like to answer the questions, and uh, I'm not sure whether we'll be able to answer them. But we'll make an effort to answer them. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So, let me take a question from Mr. Anurag Soni. Uh, he's saying that teachers worry uh, that while the technology is engaging on a creative level, the students may be missing out on basic concepts like in math or in language. children use laptops and tablets for their work and integrate things like facebook uh, groups into regular projects and unfortunately the school is also suffering uh, from low standardized test scores so how to tackle them is it uh, to blame the technology puram uh, would you like to say something uh see uh to blame the technology if you say that i think it's just to put the cart before the horse so technology is technology ha huh? it is how you use it whether you use, i i i still remember 
see when my daughter was in class 8 she wanted uh, she was um, you know participating in a competition and she wanted a um, 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 what was there was that device during that time which would play uh, songs um so she 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 said you know i i'll do well in the competition and please please give me that device so i decided that i would give her a mobile phone instead right i i said ultimately you need a phone so i'll give you a phone but i would like to to you to use it judiciously and you decide how you're going to use it right so what she did was uh she she was fond of reading books and when you read books see, often you come across uh, words whose meaning you don't know she would use her mobile uh, you know for the purpose of using the dictionary and finding out the meanings of words so you she put that you know um, a mobile to a very good use so uh, that is it it's up to you what you do with technology technology is great see uh, uh, you know anything that you want to learn uh, you can learn nowadays at the Uh, click of a mouse button isn't it right so it is up to you what you using technology for uh, and as you know elders i think we just need to give guidance and channelize our children in the right direction right i hope uh, yes um arun sir you want to say something yeah actually um... you know one has to really understand that with the availability of new technology and new gadgets etc there are certain skills which will become redundant and there are certain skills which will have to be acquired so that preparedness has to be there well unless that preparedness is there you will never adapt yourself to the changing environment I have I answered your question uh, or something more to be done Yeah Mr Anurag you can uh, unmute yourself and can speak if you wish to All right um let me take the next question um Ms hmm. Sonika is asking um how technologies can help in overcoming the lack of clarity about the purpose of school very interesting question uh, is 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 a lack of lack of clarity in the purpose of school i don't know whether the, it ever existed and whether it will ever exist see i'll just a quote from um, by bertrand russell the great philosopher is talking about the school education in across the world and he said the british education system is all geared towards fighting wars and the japanese education system is all geared towards nation building and i see no education system in the world which is geared towards human being so see that is uh, that is what uh, bertrand russell said and by and large it still is true and it will remain true you cannot have solution to everything it's a continuous process and you will have to find out solutions as and when you come across problems and that is why this what we are proposing for class 6 7 and 8 as 
to identify the problem and find out solutions. That skill has to be stressed upon and you have to become adaptable. That's right. it. Right. So there's another question. Um, I feel, uh, okay, uh, let me ask. How to align between technology, curriculum and instruction? Pardon? Um, Mr. Ankit is asking how to yes. align technology, curriculum and instruction. And can you clarify the question, please? I couldn't really understand. I think uh, he meant that uh, the instruction of what is required to teach technology, is it um, aligning with the curriculum, the latest, the curriculum of the school? So how to align all the three things? Okay, together. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I think I have got the question. Uh, you see, by and large, we do not want to, I'm not suggesting that we should disturb what is existing. Mm -hmm. For instance, that's why we are not touching physics, chemistry, maths, etc. Right. Uh, so, because uh, if you, if you start experimenting with that, you will spoil whatever is existing and the new thing will also not take off. So, they are suggesting that in information technology, we can do this kind of an experiment where the basic concepts are, the basic concepts are focused upon and the why of everything should be understood. And because it is it is a technology which is developed purely on uh, logical concepts. There is nothing left to chance in that. And uh, see whatever whatever you do, you see the result. So there, at least understand as to why we are getting these kind of results. So uh, become. Uh, wider in your thinking and sort of start questioning everything. Maybe you don't cover a lot of portion, don't cover everything, but whatever you cover, it's solid. So 6th, 7th and 8th, that's why we are specifically talking about 6th, 7th and 8th and in this particular subject only. Right. This probably can filter into the other subjects, mm. this kind of a thinking. So this is a clandestine approach for encroaching into other subjects, but not saying that we are going to disturb the other subjects. Right, sir. You're right. Yeah. So Kanika Pant, uh, she has written, uh, the present framework you're talking about will surely lead students to think about and recognize their problems and corresponding solutions. Could you could we introduce a framework for students to recognize problems affecting the world or try solving them? Do you think that will be a good exercise for younger children? Uh, and how can we go about implementing that? So I think Pashki, you have answered this. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, please go ahead. See, the moment you talk about framework and a structure, you are putting blinders on the person. Right. 
let them think don't put any framework let them be free to think whatever they want and let them try to solve any problem that they feel like solving don't put any framework right uh, you think it cannot be done i think it can be achieved um as long as uh, parents are convinced and uh, school management is convinced <laughs> so there's a question on this um uh, is these are these projects to be an add on to the normal studies or uh i think uh, mr ajay meant like are we going to add these projects along with the curriculum we are teaching or this would be entirely um stand alone see now when you talk about curriculum again we have taken this topic and uh, taken this subject because none of the boards lays down a curriculum for this subject in the middle school that's why we have we have taken up this particular uh, subject and i do not or i do not suggest we disturbing any existing curriculum that is independent and this is an independent activity right so um, mr aditi miss aditi is asking how does exposure to and use of technology in school affect future employment yeah very good uh, this this is a wonderful a question good. so basically are you the goal of schools is it to prepare somebody for an employment in a particular area you see school is meant for making a foundation in various subjects and making the child confident enough to decide for himself as to which course he is going to follow later on in life so we are not really preparing a child here for future employment in a school the goal has to be to prepare a child to become confident and find out his way in future life right yeah so daryl is asking if i can add to that uh, shikha yeah. uh it's uh, also that as as i had said before also uh because of the fact that things are changing so fast we do not even know what future employment is going to be like right agree, so agree. it is it is kind of impossible to uh, you know um, to prepare a child for a specific kind of future uh, employment because that employment itself is not going to be there when he passes out of school right so we have right. to give him the skills that will be required for him to uh, you know uh, do well in any kind of employment that he gets later in his life yeah right right you right you said so um daryl is asking how to launch sputnik from home how to no no launch sputnik digavali uh, from home No, I, I, who's that? Please, uh, can you clarify your question, Darren? Okay, uh, the person left the meeting. 
Huh? Okay, the person left the meeting. Okay, I'm taking the next question. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ajay is asking, uh, how can we partner and initiate in this case? <laughs> how how can we? So, how can we partner? I feel he's interested, and he's asking, uh, how can we partner and initiate uh, these kind of projects in the school? Very good. Uh, uh, is he there? Yes. I'm there. Huh? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, Ajay. Yes. Um, please, please repeat your question. See, I wanted to know how we can initiate in this case, uh, be it at the school level or be it at the actually. Suppose we are uh, consulting on schools also in that manner. How we can take it to multiple schools? Yeah. Okay. You see, to start with, we start at home. Right. Right. That if you think about doing it in multiple schools and bringing it across all schools, you know you will end up in frustration, right? So you can at least do it with your school. Start it with your school, and then the others may follow your school. they may learn from your school but they whether they learn or not doesn't matter because at least you have done it so charity begins at home basically yes is it okay okay it's okay but i need to understand how what is the process to initiate into it what is the process for initiating it uh, shikha can you uh, elaborate because we have already started or making an effort to start this process of initiating it can you throw some light on that sure sir uh, so mr yeah. ajay i work for varistas international school and we had couple of meetings with the arun sir where sir explained about these projects so here learners uh, need to think what uh, they feel around them so we give uh, the thinking cap on the students only so they they think for example um, someone is uh, not coming on time to board the bus it's a simple problem or as miss punam uh, mentioned about different problems so they identify the problems and then we will ask them to write the steps to solve the problem now it's kind of algorithm but they are not writing into uh, any kind of uh, computer language or any kind of uh, syntax or any kind of computer algorithm they are not making they are just writing simple english steps step by step to um, to solve a problem for example a person Miss Poonam had mentioned, I guess, um, like a person has to uh, withdraw money from an ATM machine. So, what are the different steps for the person to go uh, to the ATM, withdraw money? So, what are the kind of instructions the display machine is uh, giving it to you? So, these instructions, step by step, the child has to write and the child has to present it um, to the peers, and uh, uh, they can have this project. Then, after finishing this project, they can take up another one, which they feel there is another. Uh, problem which uh, which he or she has identified here no suppose the problem is identified now mm-hmm. uh, the steps also are written by the uh, child say five mm-hmm. steps or 10 steps whatever they feel to overcome that problem then what is how how to take the see after that what can we do no uh, uh, just a minute yeah. uh, as i think uh, there are two things i mean uh, two separate things here there is one is that you identified a problem and you are trying to logically solve it but this problem which 
is being mentioned here is not a problem which is which has originated from the child what what i mean to say is i'll just give you an example uh, in one of the schools i said i told the uh, told the teachers that let the children identify what problem they want to solve and let them make an effort to solve those problems so first of all it was quite a task for the, the teachers to accept that the children will come out with problems of their own and which they were to solve but once they accepted and they posed this question to the children the children came up with class 6 children they came up with 70 problems which they wanted to solve and the problems were so diverse that one could never imagine that they can come up with problems like this for instance the problems were why are younger siblings so irritating why are parents hypocrites is religion necessary what are black holes i know of 70 problems like that came up from the children class 6 children and the teacher said that these are stupid problems i said none of them is stupid let them do some uh, some research let them find out the solutions for this and let them come out with a presentation on this i tell you the children thoroughly enjoyed this exercise over a period of 3 months and they came up with presentations on each of these topics now can you imagine an exposure to 70 different topics within a period of 3 months shared by the children of class 6 what better exposure can there be so you see this is this is one aspect this and this we want to club it in these two periods so not related to information technology but basic idea is to make them independent thinkers right then why we are calling it it why don't we call it actually is why don't we call it basically some uh, different name we have to i feel no, no. Why, why, why we call it it is because we are also including information technology in this and we we going to use information technology for solving these problems so the practical application is also going to come through information technology you are going to use information technology for everything so one is give them the basic concepts and also let them use the technology but don't tell them as to what they should use for instance i'll tell you the children these days they are digital natives we are digital immigrants they know how to use technology you don't have to tell them how to use technology so let them let them Uh, leave them free let them identify the problem that is the biggest problem let them identify the problem and find out solutions for those problems so use information technology for each and everything doesn't matter and it will be required 
yes some more discussion no 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 <laughs> but i right. would like to uh, basically have some more info to yeah indicate. sure sure you see now uh, you uh, you i think i have your email maybe right. i'll make an initiation to towards you or you can drop me a line and we can probably take this forward right Where where are you, Ajay? See, I am basically based out of Delhi, but I am working with one or two schools wherein I am helping them in total transformation. Okay. So, so that's what uh, I my. Uh, very good, very good. So we we can probably interact more on this. Right. And uh, develop the idea further. Right. Thank you. Right. Any more? That's it. That's it. Any more questions? We have no more questions from the audience. Um, if uh, someone wants to ask something, uh, you may unmute yourself. Okay, I think. Um, shall we conclude the session now? Yeah. It's already six twelve. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Arun sir and Mrs. Poonam, for your insightful thoughts. Thank and thank you, thank you all for spending your valuable evening with us and understand whether we are giving the right kind of digital education to our learners so let's ponder more and reflect and make our learners real problem solvers where they will become more confident and in turn ready to face a life ahead thank you so much everyone have a happy evening ahead thank, thank you everybody thank you thank you bye, bye.